0: Welcome to this new episode of On Goal. My name is Ashwin, and this is Kurt. That's my co-host, Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to be talking about the World Cup coming up in Mm -hmm. just a couple of days, getting underway in Putin's Russia. And we're here to bring you all the stories, the players, and all the action points you, their listener, should be looking out for when this gets
1: underway. Shout out to my boy, Putin. Not really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, you know, we should give some shout outs. Shout outs to anchor for hosting us. Um, they didn't pay us to say this, but they probably should. Um, if they're not going to pay us, we are gladly, gladly accepting anybody, anybody to pay us to do this. Um, Shout out,
1: shout out to Bombas.
0: Shout out to Bombas, shout, shout out, out to Warby
1: Parker.
0: <laughs> shout out to Harry um, Razors. Shout out to Hims, uh, uh, Just for Men. Dollar Shave um, Club. Dollar Shave Club. Blue Apron. Um, all those shout guys. out to Shout out to all the sock companies making socks for everyone. Um, you got socks, you got underwear, we'll promote it.
1: We're your Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Alright. So on this episode, we wanted to talk about the World Cup and who is actually not playing, rather than talking about who is playing. We'll get mm. to that. We'll get to that soon. But I, for me personally, this this World Cup is more interesting about who is not there, and what kind of led to that, and it kind of tells you more about the the state of the game and um, uh, the state of how how uh, international football, rather than club football is now positioned mm, so curt do, do you know the countries that are not there that are um, kind of um, conspicuous uh, by their absence
1: yeah i don't know i'm i'm wondering um sounds interesting though i'm curious who this country or countries are that you're talking about
0: right all right well it's, it's not, not a to... mystery um <laughs> the united states is not there uh it's, it's it's actually the first time since um the 1990 world cup that the united states is not participating and yeah. it That's all a, came to, down
1: yeah to, i was gonna say to be honest as someone who doesn't follow closely uh soccer as we call it here in the, the good old usa um <laughs> right. i was surprised when the world cup was around the corner and i heard rumblings that we weren't going to be there so right. yeah i'm I'd love to know what led up to that and why that happened,
0: right? Well, first of all, um, whatever hole you were living under uh, (laughs) Shout out to that (laughs) It was um, so they finished their qualification campaign in november and Um, it all came down to the last game The Mm -hmm. last game was against trinidad and tobago a country which had no chance of going to the world cup no matter the result the United States only had to get a draw, meaning one point. In, um, in football, uh, a win is three points, a draw is one point, a loss is nothing. So, wow. yeah, they only needed one point to qualify for the tournament, and they lost the game by two goals to one.
1: This was back in November?
0: This was back in um, last, uh, yeah, November 2017. Wow. But, yeah. but to be honest, the writing was on the wall. Mm-hmm. um the cracks were already showing and this team was not equipped to go to go to the tournament and if they had gotten there it um to be honest uh, i believe they would have imploded or they would not have performed well um it needed a new That's generation of players yeah it was disappointing honestly because mm-hmm. it, it's um the major league soccer uh the professional soccer league in or uh, in the states they've made great strides they have a bunch of teams um that have been added to the league in recent years. They've expanded mm-hmm. greatly. They've got um, great veterans coming from overseas to play here. They've mm-hmm. got brand new stadiums. They've got great fan support. Atlanta, um, the team in Atlanta, which is called Atlanta United, is mm-hmm. selling out its stadium, uh, packing in seventy thousand plus people, really? the home game.
1: Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. And they're
0: yeah, and they're a team that got set up last year. So, really.
1: So there was really, there was definitely a clamoring for, I'm guessing, soccer in Atlanta. Yeah,
0: exactly. There was, and you know, and there have been, you know, supporters are packing in stadiums in like um, Seattle, Portland, New York, Los Angeles. Los Angeles has two teams now. So, you know, Mm -hmm. they were on a great trajectory. And I feel like this World Cup would have just, if the U.S. was there, it would have been an amazing opportunity. And I think they definitely would have made some inroads and soccer would have been, or football, would have been.
1: Um, I'll call it soccer. You call it football. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: But I guess for the purposes of this of this topic, I was um, I was drifting into uh, soccer. But yeah, I feel like they would have made it's a missed opportunity. But it's uh, honestly now they have to see it as a chance to rebuild. And one of the biggest things that came out of that whole thing was that not a lot of kids from less privileged communities were getting the chance to play, or, or getting set up in, in, uh, uh, proper training academies, proper coaching structures. Um, did you you know, they've been criticized for having a pay to play scheme where you have to pay a certain mm-hmm. amount. So then you can play in like, um, kids leagues, uh, tournaments, mm-hmm. um, and go into so it clubs. basically
1: alienates a section of the, exactly. Population. It,
0: yeah, time. alienates a section of, of um, you know, a population that could contribute greatly, like the Hispanic population, uh, lower income population. Uh, basically, they've been criticized for being, for allowing too many white kids is um, is what they've said. So that's been the criticism. But yeah. hopefully, hopefully they're going to look at it and try, try very hard to, to, to get to the next World Cup. And um, the U.S. is also bidding to host the 2026 World Cup they're bidding mm-hmm. with Canada and, uh, Mexico. So, Oh cool. yeah. More into-
1: the next one is in, Qatar. yeah. So the
0: 2022 okay. that's in Qatar, mm-hmm. that'll actually be a winter world cup, uh, because of the, you know, how hot it is over there, but 20- 2026. Yeah. It's the U S with, uh, Canada and Mexico.
1: Wait, 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 wait back up. You said it's going to be a winter, winter world cup.
0: <laughs> yes because um the geniuses decided so, to host a, a world cup there which is usually an off-season <laughs> tournament meaning it takes place when most right. leagues have ended in the summer um right first first guitar said they were going to have air-conditioned stadiums but everybody knew and that, that was not going to be enough <laughs> <laughs> um yeah
1: this sounds like a real uh yeah shirt yeah. Show.
0: yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everybody <laughs> went What the fork when uh, when they heard that Qatar <laughs> right. was awarded of the World Cup. But, um, yeah, their, their biggest argument is that, yeah, we'll have World Cup stadiums with air conditioning in them. The players will feel a thing. We'll keep it climate controlled. But eventually they relented, and now it's going to be a winter World Cup. So it's basically going to be a mid-season World Cup. Um, mm. You know, if we survive this podcast, uh, hopefully <laughs> we'll be around for that one. And we'll talk about the conditions that led to that World Cup being um, held there. But, yeah, the 2026 right. World Cup, that's cool. uh, that's a U.S. bid with um, Canada and Mexico. And uh, the other bidder is Morocco. So I, Oh, that yeah. would be cool.
1: So it would be a joint effort between Canada and Mexico. And the right.
0: US. Majority of the games would be in the U.S. Um, a lot wow. of people are wanting it to be held over over here in the U.S. because of the infrastructure that's already here. All the stadiums are here. Right. But we'll yep. see what happens. Uh, Ooh,
1: when the announcement cool. is made, I would look forward to that.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Hopefully, um, again, <laughs> based on a <laughs>
1: hey, if that happens, we totally have to go to a, a exactly game.
0: and uh. It,
1: it well is it is it hard to get World Cup
0: ticket? Um, uh... no, actually, I've been to a World Cup game. Uh, it it what? wasn't actually that hard. I didn't yeah, know this. It wasn't actually that hard to get into to get a ticket. It was uh, where uh, I went to the World Cup in Germany in two thousand six. Oh yeah! Talk about great infrastructure. Yeah, that was great. Wow, that was absolutely nice. Um, yeah, it was fantastic.
1: I didn't know that, or did I know that?
0: Um, and I forgot. I keep my car close to my chest, so. <laughs>
1: right. So I knew one day. Basically, you. T- yeah. Basically, you told me, and I forgot.
0: Exactly. <laughs> or, um, I knew one day that we would be recording a podcast based on this. Uh, amazing sport and I was I would be able to pull that rabbit out of my my sombrero <laughs> nice. yeah. uh, I like it yeah so yeah that's basically the gist of why the U.S. is not there they just their team was not capable enough to actually make it that far and if you
1: sounds like a so it's more of a talent problem not so much A ta- management. I think so. it's both
0: I think it's both yeah yeah I think it's both I mean if you come down to the last game now listen there's nothing wrong with that but in a, in a region where the U S has basically kind of dominated along with Mexico. And I would say to, Mm uh, to a lesser extent, Costa Rica, but, um, certainly the U S and Mexico, they're always expected to be there, you know, especially with the, the, their economies being so, so good to support the sport, but yeah, it was, it was Mm -hmm. kind of disappointing. People were embarrassed. And I guess with the world cup coming up, I think they will still might be licking their wounds. So, but anyway, that's why we're here. We're here to fill the void. And we are gonna let you yes. guys know what is going on, who to look out for, who the exciting young players are. Um which
1: And the exciting old players.
0: Exactly. You know, uh we're not ages, <laughs> we don't discriminate.
1: Uh
0: as a matter of fact, we were wishing for a co ed World Cup, but unfortunately that is not that has not happened yet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Definitely not there it's yet. It has not
0: happened yet. So um, before we move on, let's give them a shout out to the two other big teams that I think um, should have been here. But again, due to bad management, um, just players not stepping up. They're not there. And that's um, Italy and uh, the Netherlands, Italy, 2006 World uh, Cup winner. Um, not there. Way. I think it was um, four years <laughs> since they haven't made the World Cup. Uh, 40 wow. years, yes. And the Netherlands.
1: Let's pour one out for um, Yes,
0: let's pour some uh, uh, Pinot Noir out for our brothers in the boot.
1: <laughs>
0: and the other one, it's the Netherlands. Now, they've never won a World Cup, but they're a very... T- <clears throat>
1: they were they were pretty good yeah, last year. No. Oh, last, sorry, last exactly. World Cup, right? they
0: were pretty good. They reached third place, right. and the one before that, they were second.
1: Right.
0: So, But, yeah, oh. after that, again, um, the, the, their problem is that their league is not competitive enough. Their, their professional league has not produced any players that could compete with um, mm-hmm. players from other countries which are, which are playing in more competitive leagues so okay. basically you know what this boils down to it tells us that you have to have a really good system set up and you have to be really lucky of course but the fact is that if you're one of the 32 teams that have made it mm-hmm. you've I, I, I always think that you you know you you can already be considered a major success and whatever comes after that is is bonus you know it's gravy and we get to enjoy the the cream of the crop
1: um, yeah we were uh, we were pretty stoked when Jamaica made it
0: exactly that was um, that was gonna be a topic for that I definitely wanted to hit upon is that kurt your country or the country that you were born actually did make it to a World Cup in in 1998 yep. I remember the Reggae Boys. Yes, Reggae Boys. That was that was impressive. I think it still remains impressive. And um, I hope they make it again because it's good to see um, at least the the regions where we're from. I'm I'm from that region too. But my country has never made it to a World Cup, but we've produced plenty of players that have made it, that have played at the World Cup for the Netherlands. So oh yeah
1: oh, that's good yeah there's know. actually
0: actually we're gonna put it i'm gonna put this article in the show notes <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's actually uh, an article on dutch players that were born in suriname that played in the world cup so basically how the article is uh suriname could have played for the world cup but um yeah they played they played for
1: the netherlands instead very interesting yeah. didn't didn't know that that's yeah, cool man that's that could have been you that could have yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I had about that but yeah yeah, I could have been a reggae boy, and you could have been uh, you could have, I, I, you know play for the Netherlands national I, yeah, I could have yeah <laughs>
0: Not really. all of this is, is yeah,
1: you know.
0: but hey, you know strange things have happened, like a world cup in russia, so right, so, so there we go, um, so I guess the next thing we can talk about it's
1: well let me ask uh-huh. you um. You know, maybe the uh some I went to ESPN, which is you know obviously my yes source for sports. Yes. Um was looking at this article of the, the top ranked uh players in the World Cup and some of these names I definitely know. Yes. Uh yeah, they have number one, uh Messi. Yes. Uh number two is Ronaldo. Yes. Uh number three is Neymar. Yes. Right? Yes. And then there's a guy here that I've never heard of, yes. Kevin de Bruyne. Yes, Kevin de Bruyne. I'm sure I'm. Yes. How do you pronounce his last Kevin name? de Bruyne. Sure. Yes. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering it, so I'm gonna uh, yeah, go with your pronunciation. I don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, but he's number four. Okay. Number five is an English uh, bloke, Harry Kane.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're butchering that too.
1: <laughs> uh, Who's number six? Um, Luis Suarez. Number
0: six is Luis. Wow, really? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, okay. Seven is uh Mohamed Salah. All
0: right. Yeah, All
1: right. I think I think you I mentioned think that's him. That's what I was referring um, to. Yes. Yeah, yeah. uh I'm gonna I'm just gonna go through the top yes. ten here. 80 uh, eight is uh. Antoine Reason. Yes. Yes. All right. You got that. And uh, Eden Hazard, number nine. Yes. And then uh, number ten is Robert Lewandowski from Poland. Okay. Yeah. Those are the top. Those 10 are the that top ten
0: here. players from ESPN. All right. That's a great intro, actually. Yeah. That's a great intro. Yeah.
1: Because I think. Yeah. Anything you want to say about any of these guys, or? Who, who do you think might be the favorite right. as far as uh, winning the, uh, the the, right. it, the boot, the, golden, the boot.
0: golden boot, the golden ball or the eventual trophy. Right. Yeah. So what I think is interesting about that is that it, it, um, it kind of tells us about the, it kind of gives us insight into the countries and the stories that are behind the countries or at least the teams that are trying to win this thing. Right. So each of those players are, the good thing is that it, is that all those players are from different uh, teams, different countries, so that's good. Right. So the first one it's it's Lionel Messi. He's uh you know, he's considered probably be, uh, to be one of the greatest players ever. Some mm-hmm. people consider him the greatest player ever, but he has always had this monkey on his back. Is that he's never won a trophy with Argentina.
1: His, right. He's gotten close though. He right? ha, yes.
0: He was actually saying he was actually uh, losing a finalist in the, in the last world cup. He, right. They lost right. against Germany. So yep. he's been um, very, very, very successful with individual awards with it with, for his club, Barcelona FC Barcelona. And, right. but the monkey that has always haunted him, especially back home in, in Argentina is that he's never done anything to win anything with Argentina. well,
1: God, I hate those haunting monkeys. Yes,
0: exactly. So, and you know, uh, if you know uh, anything about Argentine soccer, is that there's always been the ghost of their greatest player ever, or um, one of the greatest players ever in world football, that's Diego Maradona.
1: Right. Yes, and the hand of exactly. God. Exactly.
0: And people <laughs> always people revere Diego Maradona more than they do Leo Messi. And the one uh. thing that's stopping him from eternal greatness in his country is winning the World Cup. Now, he's turned 31 this year, and many are considering this to be his last chance Right. Um, to, to get his hands on the trophy. <sighs> but honestly, honestly, they squeaked through to qualifying. Now, mm-hmm. um, coming through the South American qualifying group is, is really hard. It's a three-year process. Right. There's 10 teams mm-hmm. in contention, and so you play uh, twice against each team mm-hmm. so it's 18 games
1: how many can make it
0: so four teams get automatic um, a placement and then there's a fifth team that gets into a playoff with the team from i would say the pacific region the region of new zealand mm-hmm. it's usually new zealand that comes out of there and I think it's that—that's the case. I—I I believe so. So we have from South America, we have Brazil, Uruguay, Colombia, Peru, and Argentina going. So yeah, Peru was the fifth place one, and it, they won against New Zealand um, to go ahead. I believe. Anyway, those are the five South American teams. But anyway, the the thing That'd about Argentina is that um, you know Lionel Messi has been asked too much. Uh, he actually retired once. He actually retired two years ago. Right. Uh, He was.
1: Yeah. This article says that he he yeah that he retired said he wasn't going to come back for another World Cup.
0: Exactly. But he came. I think he came back midway through qualifying to help the team out, and it was thanks to his goals. I think in the penultimate game he scored a hat trick. He scored three goals uh, against Ecuador. Yeah, they were like down in dumps. They were almost not going to make it, and yeah, he scored them and he saved them. But the team is is it's um, stacked uh, from it's So it's very top heavy. So there's a lot of attacking players, but the defense in mm-hmm. the midfield, it's not very, um, it's not very solid. So I think, unfortunately, um, I don't I don't think they will actually get that. I don't think Lionel will ever actually get that World Cup. And I don't know, I don't, I see it somehow not going well. They're in a group, group right. in their group, uh, they have Croatia, Nigeria, mm. and mm. Iceland. So
1: How strong are those other teams? All right,
0: so Iceland is making it to their first ever World Cup. Uh, uh, yeah, so they were great, great entertainers at the last European Championships. Um, you might mm. remember the Viking clap that their fans do. Uh,
1: yes. Uh, no, but I'm looking that up yes. for right now. The-
0: It was, it was pretty impressive when, it, when they first came on the scene. But Iceland, man, Iceland mm. is a great story. Um, they're a team of, team of, a country of only 300,000 people or three hundred mm. and something thousand people. And they've made it to their first World Cup. They're the smallest team to be in the, in the tournament. And they're just happy to be awesome. there, you know? They've, of course, That's awesome. they, what that means is that they're not gonna be very um, fun to watch because they're gonna be compact and kind of defend and then hope for a chance on the counterattack. But I think it's a great story and you know that's what I watched the World Cup for. Um, so I don't think they'll make it out of the group, but I look forward to seeing them play Argentina. And that's the first game actually. Cool. Uh, that's their first game Argentina against uh, Iceland. So the next team is Nigeria that's um, they're back in the World Cup. they've they're, they're, they're a solid team. They're mm-hmm. uh they're you know, one of Africa's best known representatives. A lot of people are going crazy over their jersey. Uh, I seem to think yeah, right. you're not a fan, but people are lining up around the block <laughs> for those
1: things. Looked it up and they look pretty cool. I, I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. They're throwbacks, right? Yeah,
0: they're throwbacks to uh I think to the ninety four World Cup, if I if I believe if I've got that right. But um yeah they're they're they could they could cause an upset by knocking out um croatia because argentina i definitely consider going through um so the group the group stages i don't consider that a problem for argentina but it's later um when they face off against um more uh stronger teams is where i might see them getting undone the other team in their group was uh croatia so they have um it's kind of, uh, they have a crop of players that are kind of, uh, it's also kind of their last chance to actually do something. Now, Croatia, they're best known for um, going to the semifinals in the 1998 uh, tournament. They were a revelation. They had just, uh, it was just, I think the country had just been formed a few years prior out of the um, old um, Yugoslav Republic and i didn't
1: know that yeah so they had just been
0: formed in 19 uh, and in 1998 they came on the scene and uh, yeah they went all the way to the semifinals, and i think they finished third place if i recall correctly and um ever since then they've got a great group of players their team their players are playing in all the professional leagues uh all over europe and spain and england italy Mm -hmm. But they are aging, and uh, the problem is their fans are not very supportive of this team because of the they suspect the administration uh, mm-hmm. behind the team. So the president of the football association or the executives to be kind of corrupt, and um, I've heard yeah, that okay. there are, that their team that their country is not really behind the team, or they're kind of blasé, or, or they're not really hyped.
1: They're not getting a lot of support right, really, right. really from that.
0: And, and what's funny is that, you know, that it's, you know, at the last European championship, which is basically um, the championship of all the European teams, that, um, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, it's determined the winner of Europe. It's also held every four years, but uh, it's two years prior to the World Cup. And one of the games, um, their fans actually kind of um, lit off flares in protest against their own team. So it was really, really crazy scenes. Their own players had to ask their own fans not to disrupt the game. And they were actually leading at that point. So basically, yeah.
1: so basically the uh, the analogy is if uh, you went to a, a U.S. football game right. and uh, the fans knelt during the national anthem. Yes.
0: Yes. It exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> In protest. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Yes that is, mm, that is exactly it. what happened. So yeah, it's very interesting. But anyway, I don't think I do not see, see them having any problems in their group. It's when they get to the the round of 16 and when they face off against potentially France. No, I actually I don't think they'll face France. They'll potentially face the number 2 of group C which has France, Australia, Denmark and Peru. Um then they might get undone. If not They'll definitely get them in the quarterfinals. So, yeah, sorry, Argentina. I don't think you're going through. And I think I've made a lot of enemies right there.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, I'm pulling for Argentina and Messi right, to, to actually complete the hero's journey. Cement his, his legacy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah his why not? There. It would be a nice story, right?
0: Um, yeah, it would be a nice story, but would it be a good story?
1: Uh What do you mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I guess I can lose my bias. You know, I'm not a fan of Leon on Messi. I, I hate FC Barcelona.
1: Oh. And I. Oh, really? Oh I okay. It, I mean, I don't I don't really care either. Right. Way. Um. I I do like, uh, um. I guess it. I guess his rival, right. Cristiano Ronaldo, right. better. So do I. But uh.
0: Um. But yeah. uh, again.
1: What do I know about the soccer? <laughs>
0: But, you know, um, I mean, it would be good for him. But, honestly, um, we will see what happens. Uh, who knows? He might have a great tournament, and they will get to the final. And um, he might actually live that thing. We will see. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so that's uh, that's Lionel Messi and his group. You've got Cristiano mm-hmm. Ronaldo, who, who is also – he's now 33. This will probably be his last World Cup, too. He'll be 37 by the next time. The next World Cup is right. So, uh, you know, he is superhuman. He has changed his game, but even I don't think that he could, um, he would be at the next World Cup. But the thing is with Cristiano Ronaldo, he has actually kind of already fulfilled his country's destiny by actually winning um, uh, a tournament already. He they've won the last European Championship. So oh, they right, did. they won in two
1: thousand sixteen. Oh, so that's pretty. So cool. I feel like
0: kind of. Um, the burden's been kind of lifted off of him, and um, he's actually mm-hmm. even talking about it that way. So for him, his goal is just to get out of the group. So his goal right. is um, actually to get out of a group which contains Spain, 2010 winners. Yeah, they're
1: facing Spain on yeah, Friday. Yeah, the right? first
0: game will be on Friday, June 15th, and um, their other rivals in the group are Morocco and Iran. So uh, so yeah, a, lot of, people, a lot of people consider Spain to go through they're the favorites and they've got a good team. They've kind of rebounded after their previous tournament failures in 2016 and 14. Mm -hmm. So they got a good crop now. So they, a lot of people consider them going as number uh, one in that group. And then the next kind of place is between Portugal, Morocco, and Iran. So I actually consider this a very exciting group because you've got teams from Europe playing against teams from um, Africa and the Middle East. So A lot of people consider Morocco uh, to be an exciting team. They've got an exciting um, young talent. They've got actually a Mm -hmm. a player from the Dutch league, which a lot of people are considering to be um, like a a good attacking midfielder. Might even score some goals. Um, They've actually got a player from my team, a young, from Real Madrid. Um, He's -hmm. their right back. Um, Ashraf Hakimi is his name. And he doesn't start for Real Madrid. He's he's way too young. He's 19, but he's actually starting for Morocco oh, wow. in the World Cup. So uh, I'll be looking yeah. forward to that. And um, uh,
1: I you'll have to remind me these names and these people. I will. Um, I definitely will. And anyone outside of uh, Messi, Ronaldo, and Neymar, right. um, yeah.
0: That's fine. This is <laughs> this remember. is what we're here for. This is why we have a whole month to get accustomed to these players, <laughs> to let them into our lives. <laughs> To just kind of let their um, uh, to kind of let them wash over us, if you will.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Please uh, don't wash over
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's um that's Cristiano. So I feel like he's in. You know, he's he's there for the journey. He he, he has less pressure. Um. You know, certainly compared to Messi, is- who I think has a boatload of pressure on him um but i think you know messi's always been a player i who i consider to always you know have dealt well with pressure it's just the people around him the teammates around him that have kind of not lived up to the expectations right.
1: so they they haven't uh, it's uh, again le- making another uh, uh analogy here let us make this one to basketball it's sort of like lebron and his non supporting cast
0: exactly correct you're exactly Got right it. that is Got it.
1: yes makes perfect sense so who's the jr smith on argentina
0: um so there's a (laughs) see i would consider a couple but the most readily um the one that comes to my mind is uh it's their number nine their striker gonzalo iguaín now he used to play for real madrid but then he transferred
1: to um, teams in italy um so he's the guy most likely to get the ball at the end of the game and not doing anything.
0: You are exactly right. So but in in football the analogy would be <laughs> to get a great chance to almost have an open goal, almost open goal and then miss. Um
1: <laughs> okay. he's done
0: that a couple of <laughs> times in finals. So Argentina is actually, you know, their trouble is not getting to finals. It's actually winning the damn thing and actually converting their chances. Right. So I think right. in the last World Cup he had a chance in the first half and he completely missed his chance and then in the Copa America, which is the South American championship, He actually missed one Mm -hmm. um in the final as well so that (laughs) i don't want to say it that way but he's kind of been there on doing i would consider because you know at this at this level the chances um if you're if two good teams are playing they'll be few and far between between and far between Mm -hmm. so when you get a chance you really have to take it or yeah you'll make a mistake and then you'll be out
1: so so before before we uh end the podcast i have to ask about brazil um and neymar what are what are things looking like for those guys so
0: to talk about neymar we have to go back to the last world cup which is um which which is probably you know now the most famous game in world cup history i would say so um which is the 7-1 defeat that they had against germany in the semifinals
1: oh oh yeah yeah i remember that game
0: everybody remembers that game yeah. And a lot of Brazilians prefer to forget that game. Infamous. Exactly, infamous. It was uh, absolutely disastrous, a murder of epic proportions. But the problem was uh, that Brazil team was built around Neymar, and they had nobody else um, kind of stepping up when uh, when he was out. And Neymar had uh, suffered a back injury in the quarterfinals, so he was out for the semifinals. And mm-hmm. Brazil had no outlet. Brazil had no inspiration anymore. So they basically imploded around a very good Germany team. And the two years after that, they, they went back to a more rigid style and that wasn't working. So they changed coaches and this coach kind of has made them more solid and yet more attractive, um, in an attacking sense as well. So now Brazil is considered the big favorite along with Germany and Spain. Really? Absolutely. Well, Neymar suffered an injury back in March uh, on his ankle, right. but he's recuperating very well mm-hmm. from the friendlies that I've seen. And um, he scored an ankle breaker of a goal in a friendly against Austria. And honestly, they I, I, I would say that they are very um, rightly considered as one of the favorites um, to win the whole thing. Okay. So yeah, I think Neymar's going to be in good shape. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch him and uh, the rest of the Brazil team. So... Then uh, they're in they're in a fun group as well. I would say.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if you know this or maybe this is uh, um, something worldwide, but Jamaicans and Jamaica in general are obsessed with Brazil, the Brazilian yes. soccer. Yes,
0: yes, I think that's uh that, yeah, that so. they're everybody's favorite second that's... team.
1: <laughs> oh, Sometimes,
0: okay. if your country never makes into a World Cup, like mine, they're the favorite team. Um, the way I first started, yeah, team, at... what's that?
1: No, I was, I was going to say, I don't know if this is true or not. So I probably shouldn't even put it out there. But I believe yes. the coach of the Reggae Boys might have been a Brazilian. Uh-huh. But I can't remember. Let me look it up.
0: Oh, the 1998 team. Yeah, I was looking at the 1998 yeah. squats today because uh, I was looking at France. And um, the Wikipedia page had all the squats listed. So I was looking at the Jamaica team too. Uh, let's look at the team. They were an Argentina's group. So let's look at uh, Jamaica,
1: Jamaica coach. I don't know how. Yes, goes. he was Brazilian. You are right. Ah, look at that. All right. All the stories that, uh you know, the older Jamaican right. folks uh, sit around and tell. He
0: was Brazilian.
1: Hey, they came through. Rene Rodriguez <laughs> I remember
0: Chimos.
1: that one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, OK. Yes. I feel like I've contributed. Absolutely,
0: today. man. Um, Brazil, everybody's favorite second team. Uh, when I, first, when I got introduced to football, I was at the 1994 world cup, the one that was held in the USA. And
1: yeah, that's um, that I, I was in Jamaica that huh? world cup and yeah, I remember watching it. Yeah.
0: And they actually won that world cup and um, yeah, a lot of great stories came out of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Romario and, and Bebeto.
0: that's right. With that whole celebration Benito. with the cradling the the baby
1: yes yes (laughs) absolutely yes so yeah
0: brazil always exciting to watch the world cup if you don't know anything about football if you don't know anything about soccer um just watch brazil um something is always bound to happen either they'll wow you with their amazing play or or they'll just um you know uh embarrass their whole country and lose seven (laughs) one so, but 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 luckily, fortunately, they are the five-time winners. And more often than not, it's a case of the former. Right. Good. All right. So that mm-hmm. is another episode of On Goal. Uh, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for um, listening to our preview. We've gone through it kind of um, looking at the top three players in the world and kind of looking at the stories that are surrounding their teams, what their group looks like. And we'll be back with more insightful tidbits in the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of our new podcast, Own Goal. Own Goal, the podcast where we score so you don't have to. Please subscribe to get all our latest episodes and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, families, or even your pets to listen and subscribe. To find out more information on each episode, go to owngoalpodcast.wordpress.com. Find us on Twitter at owngoal underscore podcast, or even email us at own goal feedback at gmail.com. Own Goal is a podcast production from Ashwin Surdin and Kurt Cameron. Copyright 2018.